that's a good example of just the more you learn, the less you know. The one thing I do know is they've done research on those who live the longest, healthiest lives. And one common pattern is they're often lifelong learners. So it is of our own health benefit to be questioning, curious, and learning our entire lives. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy, and this is Looking Up. I'm joined by Sky Cowens. Sky is a very talented video creator. She's a journalist. She essentially makes weekly documentaries on her channel, Sky Life, and she studies essentially health, wellness, and spirituality and their intersection. She's very talented at what she does in breaking down really complex ideas and making them simple for her viewers. It's why she has almost 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, and it's why I wanted to talk to her today. She's super interesting. She's a high performer in every sense of the word, and she has essentially become an expert herself by learning from so many experts. And on this episode, we talk about how to look deeper in regards to research and in life in general. We talk about for all the people that are lost and trying to find that direction, I really admire Sky's ability to go hard on one thing. And so we talk about following an intuitive nudge to take an untraditional path in your life, career-wise and beyond. There's also just so many more gems in this podcast. Again, Sky's a, a wealth of knowledge. She's a beast in terms of the work she does and beyond. So there's so many good things to hear from her in this podcast, and I know you guys will like it. Before we get into the show... If you're not on my newsletter, you're missing out, people. You're missing out. That's where I send the fire. Every week, I send resources, books, journal prompts, articles, videos, reflections, quotes, anything I can think of to support you guys in real time. I send that on my weekly newsletter. Subscribe in the show notes below. I'll include a link. Share this podcast with your brother, your mother, your friend, your teacher, your grandma, maybe not your grandma. I don't know if she'll like it, but share this podcast. I love when you guys do that. I love when you share screenshots to your Instagram. I appreciate the support, family. All right, let's get into the episode with Sky Cowens, again, a very talented journalist, video creator, and a student of the mind, the body, and the spirit. I resonate with her a ton, and I know you will too. Well, how do you encapsulate like your work? I say I'm a video creator slash producer. And basically what I do is I produce documentary style YouTube videos about topics in health, wellness, and spirituality. And I'm particularly fascinated by the intersection of science and spirituality. So I produce videos that are designed to educate, inspire, and empower the viewer to live their healthiest, happiest life and like really take action in their lives to transform their health. And it's, you're super talented at what you do. Your videos are different because they really hammer home the science, which is, makes me like, huh, like, okay, that's very different for my brain, which I think is super helpful, but that is a whole nother layer. And I do video stuff too, but that's like another layer that uh, I'm not as familiar with. What kind of started the journalism type energy for you like so it sounds like I'm, a, I'm imagining you started off in a very sciencey brain so like what was that seed that started it I studied broadcast journalism in college I studied television news reporting all the skills I learned in school I'm using now and the reason why I wanted to study that field is because I felt like my natural skill set I've always felt this way that I've always just had a curious mind and wanted to understand things and communicate information in a way that's easy to understand because your job is your job as a journalist is to take complex 
topics and break them down in a way that's super straightforward. But to be honest, you asked me about the science thing and you said maybe you started, you've always had this scientific mind. And I've always felt neither super left brain or super right brain. I've always felt very much in the middle. Like I didn't resonate one way or the other because I always loved math and science in school, but also loved writing and English and stuff. So I never felt super great one way, but I felt like I could resonate with both sides. So now what I do is equally as creative as it is technical, which I really love. Making videos is really great for the way my brain works. But to be honest, what really started me down the path of wanting to uncover journalistically some of the topics I cover on the channel was that I feel like in college and before, like I would get a little bit of information and feel empowered by it and stuff. But then I would learn more and realize I knew nothing. And so um, I think in my younger years, I was more quick to just believe things. And then when I actually started learning more, I realized, whoa, there's so much more for me to learn. And especially being fascinated by health and wellness for my whole life. You know, I saw so many emerging health and wellness trends, especially living in LA, and people would just say things like, oh, this connects the right and the left hemisphere of your brain, and this does that. And I was like, wait, who's saying that though? Like, where is that information actually coming from? Yeah. And the more I've asked that question, the more I actually get to the real truth of these things. And that's my job is to like really try and break down the truth. And I've been blown away by what I learned, but also with that being said, like it is an ongoing journey of so much, there's so much more to learn. And, you know, I don't even know what I'll know 10 years from now and how my mindset's going to have changed because of how much more there is to learn about not only these topics, but just about life and our existence. And, you know, the, the one thing I do know is they've done research on those who live the longest, healthiest lives. And one common pattern is they're often lifelong learners. Yeah. So it is of our own health benefit to be questioning, curious, and learning our entire lives. I definitely have found that that sharpening of the curiosity muscle, like the podcast for me has been one of the best ways for me to like invest in that, is that, that muscle of if I want an answer, I can seek it out by finding people who are smarter than me in that area and asking them questions. And it's been like one of the most rewarding processes just because of that. And I love that you said uh, like your job is to find the truth and to seek the truth. And I think that alone is a muscle that is so valuable. So for anybody listening, like that is, that's what I think you're amazing at among a lot of things, but you are really good at finding the truth. And I think that's a muscle. So what would you say maybe to younger Sky that... <laughs> was too quick to jump on the bright, right brain, left brain, hemisphere type conversations when would believe anything. What would you say to her? Like in terms of here's are some do's and don'ts for finding truth, seeking, mm -hmm. seeking the right answers. And like, maybe, maybe it's in regards to research. Maybe it's reaching out to people. Like, what would you say to her? It's not that I would just believe anything when I was younger, but oh. here's a good example. <laughs> to get, to get exaggeration. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's a good example. Um, and I'm not saying there's one right or wrong way when it comes to this topic at all. Totally. But personally, yeah, personally, I watched a couple documentaries and thought I was an expert on nutrition and thought that I was supposed to be vegan just because I watched a couple documentaries. And I was vegan for three years and it 
really opened my eyes to how much more I need to learn when it comes to not only nutrition, but like what other elements are involved in this complex issue that so many people are fighting about. And I don't really have, again, I'm not, I try not to have too many strong beliefs because there's always two sides to everything and there's a ton of nuance and everything. And there's a lot of reasons why our current system of food is not working. And it might not necessarily be just because we're eating a bunch of meat. Like there's a lot more involved. So anyways, I was vegan for three years just because I watched some docs and thought that that was the right way. And I was so dogmatic about it and was unable to actually think deeper about it. Then I started learning more and also my health declines. But that's a good example of just the more you learn, the less you know. Because th- that issue is, it's all, it's often way too oversimplified. Like there's a lot that needs to be looked at when it comes to a topic like that. So um, one thing I've learned is that humans are very interesting in the way that we communicate and in the way that we sort of present ourselves. And just because you watch something and it seems super legitimate and scientific and whatever, it doesn't mean that it is like we have to do our own research and everything is framed a certain way. Even the videos I make, I'm telling a story, I'm editing a video and I'm framing a story. So I'm always going to be transparent about that. And my goal is to be objective and neutral and also create something that's impactful and inspiring and empowering. But you have to understand that anything you just watch, you're literally in a trance state where you're watching something and absorbing information and there's a lot of behind the scenes that you're not seeing. So we have to always be questioning everything and really be seeking out the right information. And, and who, who reads full scientific papers anymore? No one, nobody even goes to pubmed.org. They go to Google and search something and they read the first thing that comes up and think that they know the answer. What if there's way more behind that? So that's part of my job is like, I actually go read research, but I also seek out people who are way better at reading scientific research than I am and try and fact check things. And, but I think I would just, yeah, advise myself to look, always look deeper and always question everything. How does one look deeper? Like, so you said, so you go straight to maybe scientific research. So for me, Max, who maybe isn't uh, inclined to go deep on science, what mm-hmm. what would you say? like low hanging fruit. It's really hard to just Google fantastic. Cause now we have access to all of the information the world that exists in the world. And that's great, but there's so much information yeah. and you could be looking at a source thinking it's legitimate and you just don't even know where it's coming from. Cause even some sources that seem credible, they might have, you don't know where they're being funded by. Like you got to really, um, look deeper but to make it simple because it is overwhelming to the brain with this information overload we're experiencing i mean just knowing how to look up the right sources is important like going to something like pubmed.gov i said .org it's pubmed.gov and that is a database of scientific peer reviewed articles and pay- and academic journals that publish scientific papers that you can find great studies and then really like looking through them properly but like the average person do they want to do that who has time to do that like I mean so I go I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts with experts in their particular field 
especially, I particularly love um, some functional medicine doctors that are able to really understand Western science and have a clear like medical background, but also they are looking at the root cause of problems in patients and like also using other methods to help them heal. So I really enjoy functional medicine doctors that are like super smart and intelligent, but understand how to actually help people because a lot of Western medicine isn't actually helping people. Like we have a sick country. So I want to find the people who are getting, who are not only super intelligent at looking at the data and Western science, et cetera, but are actually creating results for humans. And in my field, it's understanding wellness, et cetera. So I want to know like who is out there literally saving people's lives. And I really look to those folks um, and listen to what they have to say and the research they've done too. And just by listening to tons of podcasts with these high level experts, you can learn so much because you notice a lot of the people who are genuinely helping people, they're saying similar things. So that's a way to just know like, okay, we're onto something here. Like there's some validity behind what all these fantastic doctors who are literally helping people heal they're saying similar stuff. Yeah, that's how I've kind of pieced together my ethos. I think over the years has mainly been through podcasts where I'm like, okay, we'll establish credibility in the early part of the podcast. I'll 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 understand this is someone that I should listen to. Mm-hmm. And then when you listen to like hundreds of these, yeah, you start to, even if it's an unconscious level like it was for me, I began to see like the, the common threads and the low hanging fruit. And then where did spirituality, you said you're, you're kind of like a mix between spirit, uh, science and spirituality. And for me, as I've gone deeper in my spirit, that's when really I've stopped even like looking for answers and just asking myself like what, so in terms of health and wellness, most of my direction has came from like an intuitive place now at this point, I would say that's likely been, uh, affected by all the podcasts, like at an unconscious level, like they're probably that information's in me, I'm sure, but I'm seeking answers less and going inward more. How has that experience been for you? Given, you know, you're a journalist, you seek science, but you're also kind of obviously like diving really deep on the spirit and some of the people you've talked to are are in this world. So how has that line kind of blurred for you? Yeah, I think intuition is so important because intuition is literally a muscle that also our intuition, especially as a female, it is biologically designed to keep us safe. It's so so powerful and it's so important to cultivate that because it can be very hard to connect with yourself and your intuition and your gut response in a world that is chaotic and where there is so much information overwhelming us. And I used to be someone who was so bad at making decisions because I had a fear of making the wrong decision. And I just, over time, I learned one, that's not serving me or helping me. And two, I'm not actually making decisions from a place of knowing or inner wisdom or intuition. I was making decisions out of fear of doing the, making the wrong decision. So I had to learn how to really get in tune with my body and It is crucial, I think. Um, And it has been very important in my overall wellness health journey because I also used to be very regimented or rigid or I I was, again, coming from a place of fear of eating the wrong thing. Like, oh, shoot, if I eat this bad thing, then everything's 
then I'm, I'm going to be unhealthy and I'm going to mess everything up and whatever. And that was sending literal stress signals to my body. You know, when we are fearful about what we're consuming, no matter how healthy it is, there's a term, it's this type of eating disorder called orthorexia. And it's basically a fixation on righteous eating. So it's an obsession with being perfectly healthy. And that is a real issue. And it's something I never was formally diagnosed with. I didn't really know about it until I did a story about it for a, a college newscast. And I made a story about orthorexia. And I was like, do I ha have this? Like, I feel like this. Like, I feel like I am constantly stressed about being perfect with my health. And I feel guilty about wanting to eat something that I don't think is healthy, et cetera. So I, that was a journey of overcoming that because what I eventually realized is that stress signal I'm sending to my body, the cortisol, that is just fueling that fire and it is not serving me at all. And so now I'm way more intuitive about what my body actually needs. And I am way more fluid and like just nurturing with myself. And not just for, I'm talking about the female body a lot and the female intuition, but it's equally as important for men to be cultivating their own inner knowing and inner wisdom. And I think it is, it's, again, I'm about the intersection of science and spirituality. And we are finally seeing emerging science about the importance of these things for our health and well-being and just like everything in general in life. So totally. Yeah, it's very important. I came from, we were talking about it, the sports background. And for me, the sports, I look back only in retrospect and see how regimented I was. And I, it was discipline and it was hard work. And that's the why I became to the level I was. But looking back, a lot of it was out of this cortisol fear response. So like, I need to do this and this and this and this so that I don't fall behind, so that I don't fuck up, so that I don't not become what I, and even still I have patterns of that, that like, if I'm not doing the work, I fall, it's easiest for me to fall into that pattern of uh, mm -hmm. I'm not doing enough or fear of this and acting out of fear. So every, it's even like, even though it might be a good action, if it's coming out of a place of I'm doing this so that this doesn't happen, it, it has a different energy about it. And then it just has the wrong reaction in the body. And so for me, so much of the work is just slowing down, getting still and whatever practice that takes at the time to get myself out of almost my rational or thinking and fearful mind into a more of a feeling state that's when i can kind of like gravitate to healthier foods and gravitate to making decisions and like even reaching out to you the initial time was a intuitive thing but it was just like hey it was just like a whisper like reach out so for me it's like i always have to adjust my kind of i don't want to say regimen but it's like my the ways in which i get still and and get that mind shifting in away from thinking into feeling what are mm -hmm. some of the things that you do daily or weekly or whatever works for you? Like, do you, is it meditation that works best for you? Is it um, like, what are some of your ways to kind of tap into that intuition? Cause that's, that's a voice that I've found doesn't really scream at me. It always like whispers and it's very quiet yeah. and subtle. How, how do you tap into that? Yeah, for sure. It definitely takes getting quiet to be able to listen to that voice. So meditation is so non-negotiable for me at this point. I mean, I have to do it or else I'm a different person and I don't have a clear mind. I don't show up the same way. Yeah. 
because I do have a naturally over analytical mind that's so annoying. And um, it's so important for me to take that time. And I've been writing every morning too. That's a new habit that I've done the past two months after listening to a lecture from Julia Cameron, who as a book, The Artist's Way, she talks about the morning pages. It's just stream of consciousness writing in the morning. That is a really powerful one to like see over and over and over again that what the mind does with journaling. And then it's like, for me, meditation is almost like, it's like the gym for my mind, just coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back, where uh, the journaling is like such a powerful way to just get it all out and kind of see, almost see the complexity of it and the craziness of it, like on paper. Yeah, is sometimes we, we, I think I was in this phase where I was so almost fearful of my thoughts, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be thinking about this. Like, why am I judging this thing? And, you know, our thoughts just do whatever they want. So when you let yourself have the freedom to just write out whatever the hell comes out, then it doesn't have as much power. And you can decide what you give power and what you don't. But it takes really staring it in the face and not running away from the nature of our own mind. So yeah, it's been great. I love that. And it is scary. And a lot of people I've even talked to, like I would say friends that I talk to about certain practices, they're like, yeah, I'm a little nervous to like actually know what's going on under the hood. And it's it always it's like the the boogeyman analogy where if it's under the bed, you know, you're more scared of it. And then you look under the bed and you realize it's nothing. That is right. almost always the case with me in terms of like getting it onto paper is just a simple act of seeing it and in the mind it feels so much more dramatic and then you see it on paper yes it's facing it but it's also like facing something that's not as intense as it seemed in your head and you realize that you're not your thoughts these thoughts are just they're doing whatever they want and we get to decide who we really are at the end of the day so i watched your um kind of you recapped how your channel has evolved and then i I went back and watched your first episode um, before this combo, and I thought one of the in one of those videos, one of the cool things you said was how this was an intuitive nudge. So this is perfect. Um, yeah. Your channel started from this intuitive place of like, go do this. Uh, what what did that sound like, and what walk me through that process? Because that is, I think, that's like we talk from a meta level of like intuition so great, but on a groundwork level, this is a intuitive voice from a, I would call a spiritual place that you received to go do this channel. And two years later, this is your job. This is your career. This is what you love. Like, so, you know, maybe you didn't think that would be the case, but I think that's beautiful. So tell me about that. Yeah. It's actually a interesting story because even before this version of sky life that is two years old, there was a earlier sky life 1.0 version that I started in college and that was equally as intuitive. It was just, I don't really talk about it because it was a total fail. So, (laughs) um, not that I don't talk about it because it was a fail. It's just like, it feels like a distant thing. I don't know. Um, cause there was so much time in between, but basically I was studying television news reporting in school and there was very much a one track mindset at the college I was attending that was amazing for teaching us like real skills. And it was super hands-on and I learned so much and everything that I'm doing now, I learned so much of that foundation 
studying broadcast journalism at Elon, but the career advice was very traditional, pretty outdated. And that career advice was to get a job in local news and work your way up to a bigger network. And I just, it didn't feel right to me. One, because the news industry in general, after having interned at news, news stations and thinking about what my life would be like if I were doing that every day, I did not feel like playing the part of a news reporter was me at all. Yeah. And I didn't, it, something felt really off about it and it didn't feel right, but it was what I was told for four years that I was supposed to do to get a job after college and why you go to college is to get a job. And I never thought about entrepreneurship and no one talked about entrepreneurship. And not only that, but you know, this was 2016 when I graduated and this was like digital media was exploding and there's this new industry being created. And, um, I just sort of woke up to that. I did a yoga teacher training retreat and I got, this is like, yeah, Talk about getting quiet and pressing pause. I mean, we were, I had no technology, just living in a tent on the beach and doing yoga and meditation for hours a day. And somehow through that, I just, it got, was so clear because I had a little thing in my heart before that was like, this path is not for you, but I didn't know what to do about it. And I was so scared to make any type of change because I'm a senior in college and you know, that time is so scary. And you're like, I have to go get a job. Like I need to make this degree count and my student loans better make me like make me money. And, um, so I'm in this yoga teacher training and it was so clear. It was like, you're not meant to go into this career. There's way more opportunity out there that you can create. And you're meant to make content about what you're genuinely passionate about, which is health and wellness, et cetera. So I just listened to that. And then I quit the newscast halfway through senior year. And then I started Sky Life 1.0. <laughs> and it was so bad. Like it was just me exploring this thing. And I didn't even think it wasn't like I went to, I didn't even want to start a YouTube channel. I was like, I just want to make like a, I just want to make videos and start a blog. And I wasn't a YouTube consumer really. So I didn't know how it all worked. And I didn't know at that time, like people were literally making careers out of YouTube or if I had known, I think I would have like approached it that way. Yeah. But I was so oblivious because I was brainwashed into a one career path. And so I didn't know opportunity that existed in this realm. So anyways, I started Skylight 1.0 and um, I just was making videos about topics I was curious about and they were nothing like I'm making now. Like they're really terrible but it was just a way for me to explore that thing I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to be able to create something that where I do this as a career. But I didn't at that time when I graduated, I was so lost and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't have the confidence to like go all in on that. And I think that's where I do say to people, like, if you need to learn first doing some type of career or job or whatever, like my training that I, I started working at BuzzFeed after I graduated making videos. And that was amazing. That boot camp of training me how to like make YouTube videos was essential for me to launch Skylife 2.0 and have it be more successful than the first version. <laughs> so, um, so what happened when I launched the second version, which was two years later, 
I, I worked at BuzzFeed. Then I worked at a fitness at a company called Fitness Genes. They do like genetic testing for fitness and nutrition. Worked for a big YouTuber as well. And at that point, it was just, again, that intuition of like, you have so many ideas you want to make, but you don't have an outlet to do it. So look at YouTube. You've been making these YouTube videos for BuzzFeed. You can, you now see, I now saw, oh shit, people are creating careers on YouTube and you can create a YouTube channel and that's unbelievable. So just do it. And so then I just did mainly cause I had too many ideas in my heart. I needed to express. And you know, when you're creative, if you don't let yourself, you know, express yourself creatively, then you are just like your heart's like locked up. So that's really why I started this. Skylife 2.0 is just to unlock my own creativity and curiosity. Yeah, and I like that you touched on the yoga retreat. You like brought it full circle with how still you got and how quiet you got. And then it was like these dormant ideas can kind of lay in there. But then the second you get really still and quiet, they kind of seem more obvious. And uh, I've had that. And and then in the early parts of you, you know, your journey, it can feel weird and scary, but then you, you feel like you hit something that you just know, like this feels right. And then it almost becomes from there, like breadcrumbs, like every direction is like, I think this is the right move. I'm just going to go for it. And then you look back in a couple of years and you look, you're like, I, like, I don't know how I got here. It just kind of was like, I was almost being led, which is a really cool feeling. But now as I kind of this has been a good opportunity, this quarantine to kind of like almost re find stillness like you did with your yoga retreat and kind of then look around again, like, um, okay, I've kind of been in this like wormhole for two years now, um, very similar timeline to you. And now I'm kind of like looking up, looking around and saying, okay, now what? And I'm asking my intuition as much as possible. And so I had like a weird early start of April. I had a very like spiritual weekend and I'm not going to go into details, but I came out of that with all this intuition and all this, like, go this way, go this way, go this way. For you, when you feel that, when you feel your intuition telling you to do something, I've recently been playing, like, why is it almost every time that when my intuition tells me to do it and not some other voice, it's almost always, like, not that logical. And it almost always is a little scary and a little bit, like, uh, yeah. stretching. And it's easy to easier to doubt intuition than anything else. How have you felt with that and, like, yeah. Have you uh, have you developed any like ways to be like okay, like I'm just going to do this thing because it seems like you with what you do, it's easy to look at you as fearless. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how do you go about like hearing the intuition and being like, all right, let's do this because that's like yeah. that's a dance I'm working on. Oh, it is a hard dance because I do think there's value in looking at, especially when it comes to strategy and building anything and building a business. Would it be intelligent to always just go off intuition like any successful person would tell you that they were strat strategic along the way so i'm always sort of grappling with that because i do think that there's value to being strategic and really thinking about things logically and like looking at data etc to make decisions but yeah when it comes to when it comes to like our lives like i think intuition is always going to win Um, And it is, I I have found that to be the case where things don't seem logical at all. Like, was it logical for me to, because there was a job, there were jobs waiting for me in television news and it was a clear path to something I had been studying for four years and the logical decision would be to do that. And I think a lot of people get trapped in that mindset when they graduate college because they've spent four years studying something and the logical decision is to go into that field and use the money they spent on college to make money doing what they study. But 
that's a logical decision. But how many stories do you hear of people who do things they never studied in school and are extremely successful or who drop out? So even like for me, um, every time I haven't listened to my own intuition, it's not a good thing because <laughs> there have been times where I don't listen because it's like that's too illogical or that's too scary. And then I wish I listened. And then other times when I'm so happy I listened, even when it was like didn't make any sense at all. I'm always grappling with that. But the more that you can really decide to listen and trust, I think the stronger that voice gets. And also it totally does sometimes lead you down a path you never expected. There can be challenges that come with that, but it's always in design to help you learn and grow and evolve. And often there's things that happen that you never expected that turn out to be unbelievably incredible and such a gift. So yeah, I think that's a good truth to remember. Uh, is yeah, you said it well. It's just like it almost always is a little freaky and scary and doesn't make sense. But if it's the surrendering to the to the intuition that I think is a good feeling. Like yeah, you're telling me to do something. I don't think it's a good idea <laughs> on a logical level. I'm just going to do it because you're telling me to. And if it doesn't work out, at least I can say I followed you. Right. I have definitely felt that when I've said no to intuition, it's been many times and it's still like, I'm never perfect with it. Like sometimes it'll tell me to do something and I'm like, I'm not doing that. And with the bigger things, if I don't listen to the intuition, it is something that bubbles up and bubbles up and bubbles up uh, and can feel very dirty. And for me, it's been even micro cases of like certain people I've worked with, with like clients. It's my intuition saying like, this is not a good fit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, logically, this is great. I'm making money. They're great. You know, it's a fit. It's on brand. And then in two months, it's like, it's almost always like, okay, well, now you have more data as to this was, you should have listened to me in this case. Or, and that's, there's so many cases of that. So it's such a good truth to remember that, like, it doesn't make sense, but it's almost always trying to point you in the right direction. What, um, what advice would you give to Sky? I would say like two years ago. So Skylife 2.0 is heading out. We're getting going. Um, I guess what, what made you also commit to this? So for people that don't know, Sky does one video a week that almost always is like an insane edit that is documentary level style. So what was it that made you say, uh, I guess this is like two questions, but what <laughs> was it that made you say, I'm going to do a video a week, no matter what, I'm committing to this and then what advice would you give to yourself at that time, like starting out? When I started, before I actually launched my first video, I was plotting and thinking about this for probably eight months before, oh, wow. where I was just gathering not only research, but actually shooting videos and planning out videos and stockpiling content hmm. because I knew that it was going to be hard when I started because I still was working full time and if I'm going to commit to doing a YouTube channel, knowing how the YouTube algorithm works after having worked at BuzzFeed and understanding it, consistency is the most important thing. And I knew that if I was going to really do it, I needed to commit like all in or nothing or else why am I doing it? Like, but if, you know, I think there's always great to express yourself creatively. So if that's your reason, that was part of my reason. But I genuinely was like, if I can create a business and a life doing this, this is what I feel I'm meant to do. 
that I'm going to go for it. And it took that commitment to not only myself, but I'm like, why am I making these videos? It's not just for me to enjoy myself and express myself. Cause you know how much goes into making videos. It can be really hard and grueling and like, you don't want to put yourself through it a lot of the time, but it wasn't for me. I'm like, I'm trying to share a message and I had a super clear mission statement and I'm like, this is why I'm doing this. So it's a commitment to not just myself, but the audience that I hope to build or the community that I hope to build. It's a commitment to them. So I just got really clear on the why first. And that has what that is what has encouraged me the whole way. And then seeing how the videos are impacting people's lives. At first, it was literally like one person, and I would make videos for that one person. I'm not even kidding. I know their name. I know who they are. They're a homie. Like, this kid was, thank goodness, in the beginning when nobody gave a shit, someone gave a shit, and I would say, oh, I don't want to make a video this week. So I really don't. But I know that this person cares, and they're going to be sad if I don't have a video. So that one person just turned into now thousands of people, and I feel so, like, grateful because it is really not again like it's I'm making these videos for that community because I see the comments of people changing their lives because of things they learn in the videos or they think about things differently and they're empowered to make a change in their life that is transforming their health and their minds and their body and like that is everything and that is what keeps me going so in the beginning it was just getting so clear on that being the why and seeing that vision so clearly, even before it was tangible and knowing that if I just keep consistent with it, that's the, that's the outcome I want to change people's lives. And it, it's going to take, it could take however long, but I don't care. Like I'm just going to commit to it. And, um, that's sort of what kept me going. Cause sometimes the last thing I wanted to do was edit a video. <laughs> totally. I really admire your, uh, I think a hard thing for me as a creative is sometimes finding a why that is all encompassing in terms of all the things I want to do, because as I'm sure you, you know, you are a wide range of creative. So when you have all these ideas flowing in the beginning stages of creating, it can be like, what box can I put this in? What, how does this fit in with all the things I'm making? Mm -hmm. uh, what direction is this putting me in? And I think, um, yeah, for me personally, that has been something. And I think with anybody starting a project, it's really e it's, it's easy to question like, what does this mean for me if I do this thing? Or if I have this idea and if I execute on this, what might this mean for me and my career and my path? How did you go about kind of setting yourself up with a why that you felt, okay, this is a good expression of who I am. This definitely checks a lot of boxes for me. Doesn't mm -hmm. confine me, but also it's enough where it's, it's not all over the place. This quote that you can't chase two rabbits. If you try to chase two rabbits at the same time, you catch none. And that's something mm. that I have enough self-awareness to recognize. I have been prone to almost throw like pebbles into multiple buckets at a time. And though I'm progressing, I'm like, okay, if I would have just chosen one bucket to commit to, uh, I might've had you know more pebbles in one bucket. So for you, how did you go about kind of setting yourself up in a way that was yeah, like, like I said, checked all the boxes creatively. You mm -hmm. felt expressed, but um. yeah, good question. Because I struggled a lot in the past with getting clear, and I feel like I was for so long just wrestling with what's my purpose. 
ah, what's my purpose? What's my why? What am I supposed to do? Feeling lost, all the feels. And it just took so much listening and refining and it doesn't come right at once. And it takes action. That's the other thing I think is that even when you feel like you're going in so many directions, all that action is genuinely leading you to get more clear. If you are aware and you keep listening and you keep refining, okay, I resonated with this, didn't resonate with that. I'm going to go in this direction. I'm going to listen to this excitement. So following excitement and is so powerful and following curiosity is so powerful. And then following that little bit of fear, that healthy fear is so super, super important. Um, fear is designed to keep us safe evolutionarily, but the fear that comes up when we embark on something new is really powerful to follow. So what I started to think about was, okay, I know that this is the right path because I feel super excited. I'm super curious and I'm scared. So my mission statement, which I think it's really important to develop a refined, clear mission statement because clarity is power. And I, it's evolved over time, but it's always remains like there's been a core to it. That's remained the same. It's what I said before is just to make content that educates, inspires and empowers people to live their healthiest, happiest lives. And that is a little broad, but it's clear enough where like, if I just come back to that mission statement, whenever I'm posting a video, that's the outcome that I'm trying to create. So it can be a guiding post for every decision I make. And then it's got even a little bit more clear over time. And um, it was really just like a combination of, okay, I need to be able to follow my own curiosity and creativity and like feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. But I also need to feel like I'm serving this larger purpose. And it just aligns like making videos that, you know, I know there's a struggle with people and their health. I know that there's a struggle with people wrestling with their own selves in mind, body, spirit. I know there's a connection between mind, body, soul that's beyond what we think. Like, I know that there's more to this and like, I have so many questions and I, there's so much I want to learn in this space. And by me learning and sharing, I know it's going to help other people. So it was just so getting so clear on that. Um, and, and since the channel started two years ago, it has taken different form and shape and it's evolved and that will happen. But I find that that's also that intuitive sort of following the breadcrumbs that we have to be okay with things evolving. I started out super scientific. Now it's a little bit more fluid, like science can't show us everything. So I want to explore the mystery, the, the mystery of life and the things that we can't necessarily explain through science. And that's where now my heart's leading me. My curiosity is going in that direction. And I see people are resonating with that and genuinely wanting more content about that. So I think that's a beautiful answer. Uh, following the excitement alone right there. That was like, you said it best. And then like defining a mission statement, I've dabbled with that. And I think that's, that is something I haven't even done for myself. And so I think that's super valuable right there is just getting super clear on if you had to, whatever your craft is, whether you're a business owner or not, like what is your mission statement? Because uh, if you can get clear enough on that, it's almost like a North Star and everything you do, you can kind of, I can imagine you can question, is this in alignment with that North Star or not? And if even if it's a little broad, it's like, yes, 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 yes. 
Uh, and then it, it almost acts as, acts as bumpers for you. So, you know, you're not going off the path. Exactly. That's amazing. I know we're wrapping up. What do you think to encompass you one more time? What do you, what do you think the world needs more of? So I'll start with what the world <laughs> needs less of, and then I'll go to what the world needs more of. So I think the world is struggling right now with a big crisis beyond the virus that is actually happening in a tangible way. There's this virus of judgment. And I really think that we are naturally sort of judgmental creatures. And if we can really work at reducing the judgment and letting go of judgment of not only ourselves, but of others, that is so important. Step one, like the world needs less judgment because we are so quick to judge without even having any clue about somebody else or their situation. And we're all just here like plopped in a body and we don't know how we got here. Nobody decides that body they're born into and the environment they were raised into. And nobody really chooses how they're shaped as a person. And all of our perception is just so narrow based on our limited experiences in this one lifetime, in this one body. And for that reason alone, we are so we are all so equal. So being able to let go of the judgment of others and of ourselves is so healing and important for really getting anywhere. So I think that's what the world needs less of and then what the world needs more of. Um, I could go with the obvious cheesy answers, but they're literally the truth. Like along with letting go of judgment, just like pure compassion for others and ourselves um because life is not easy and there's so many things that people deal with that are genuinely so tough and having compassion for that but i like to think of it as compassion in an empowering way like we don't need to coddle each other and like pity each other that doesn't get us anywhere we got to empower each other we need more empowerment to know that no matter what challenges are thrown our way we can overcome them and by offering that compassion and love for each other, we can we can truly like rise above any of that low vibrational frequency stuff we've been dealt with. It's just a natural part of being a human on planet Earth. So we we need more we need less judgment, more compassion, and love. That's it. It's simple, simple, not easy. <laughs> simple, not easy. I think that's an amazing answer. I think that's why I think you're a, you're an awesome and you're a beautiful human because you're a very obviously hardworking and you're intense and you in the best ways and you're disciplined and you get your shit done. But then your answer to that question is we need more self-acceptance. We need less judgment. We need more compassion towards ourselves and others. So I think that's a beautiful way to enca uh, encapsulate you and to wrap this up. Thank well, you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. What is a uh, real quick plug yourself? Where can people find your amazing videos? I'll plug them into the show notes and all that good stuff. Where can they find you? Yeah, my YouTube channel is called Sky Life. And you can find me on YouTube. Love YouTube. My Instagram is my name at Sky Cowens. And I uh, started TikTok during quarantine. So you can check me out on TikTok. But I'm not that good. Uh, I'm not that consistent at it yet. It's just for fun, you know? Yeah, it's fun. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay.
that does it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Share this episode if you like it. Send it to your mom, your grandma, your brother, whoever might like it. Share a screenshot to Instagram. I love when you guys do that. Again, if you're interested in learning with me and if you want me to send you articles, book recommendations, journal prompts, or anything else I can think of to support you, get added to the newsletter. I'll include a link in the show notes below. I love you guys. Hope you guys are having a good day. See you on the next episode. Bye, bye, bye.